Blessed be the name of the Lord. Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 18. I'm just going to warn you, I, I'm really not going to preach a long time tonight. And you don't have much time to get on board. You know, sometimes preachers preach a long time because uh, they know it takes people a while once they sit down and get comfortable and uh, take their little five-minute nap at the beginning. They know it takes people a minute to wake back up and engage uh, with the sermon. But I'm not going to give you time to do that tonight. You're going to have to just be ready right from the beginning. And I feel like the Lord wants to help us and talk to us, have a specific word, but it's a short word. Uh, before I get into Matthew 18 and 18, I, I just want to take a personal brief moment on a Sunday night with church family and express my personal appreciation for uh, all the kindnesses that various people have shown towards me uh, over the last uh, oh, 12 months, really. And if I started thanking people individually for the meals and the things they've done around the house and the things they've helped with, I, I wouldn't mention everyone, but I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I love you all very, very much. And uh, I don't get a chance to say it as often as I'd like to, but I feel comfortable doing it on a Sunday night. Matthew 18 and 18, if you have that, say amen. Fascinating. I was reading it again uh, as they were singing. If you have a chance, go back in your, in your personal study this week and, and look at the context of where it's placed that Jesus brings this discussion to light because it's, it's not in the context that you might would expect. It's not in the context of spiritual warfare. It's, it's really not even in the context of miracles signs, wonders. We, we typically preach on it in that context, and that's what I'm going to do tonight. But there, there's a context there of being right with your brother and being right with your sister. Just before Jesus comes to this passage, he says, you know, if, if you've got ought with your brother, if your brother does wrong against you, then go to him. And if he won't receive you, then We'll get two or three witnesses, and then if he won't receive you or listen to you and two or three witnesses, then go to the church and let them know, and then treat him like a heathen or a pagan. And then just abruptly, he says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, someone shout that name, there am I in the midst of them, in the midst of them. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, how many believe that Jesus is in the midst of us tonight? Count one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. We may not have the biggest crowd we've ever had, but we have at least two or three. Can anyone agree with me that he's in the midst of us tonight? 
Can we come into agreement on that? And I'm simply preaching tonight for a few moments. I agree. Look at your neighbor and say, I agree. I know you don't know what you're agreeing to yet, but just tell them, I agree. I agree. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands. Lord, I pray right now that we would come together in unity. Lord, that we would believe that whatever is loosed on earth will be loosed on heaven, that whatever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven. I pray that we would have an agreement tonight that would be powerful and break chains. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. In the text that we read, we, we really see a discussion about faith, even though the word faith is not expressly used. But Jesus is talking about what it means to literally come into agreement with heaven. And so when you are walking in agreement with the kingdom of God, when you're walking in agreement with heaven, you can begin to loose things on earth and they will be loosed in heaven. And you can begin to bind things on earth and they will be bound in heaven. This only applies to you if you are walking in the kingdom of God. Because if you are walking in the kingdoms of this world, God is not going to honor your, your request for loosing and for binding. This is only for people who are walking in the kingdom of God. And when you come together in agreement as humans, there is something that happens in the spirit realm when two or three people, that's all it takes. You know, sometimes we get focused on the crowd size, but it doesn't take a big crowd. It only takes two or three people who can come into agreement and say, I know that God can do this not only in heaven, but I know he can do it right here on earth. I know that God can loose this not only in heaven, but I know he can loose it right here on earth. I know that God can bind this not only in heaven, but he can bind it right here on earth. And I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you need a miracle loosed into your life. I'm preaching to someone else tonight that you need joy loosed into your life. I'm preaching to somebody tonight that you need some things bound in your life. There are things represented in this building right now. There are addictions that need to be bound right here on earth. And I want somebody to just agree with me for a moment that heaven is able to bind it. That heaven is able to loose it. Now... I'm a preacher, and so I, I watch preachers, and I've, I grew up in a preacher's home, and I've um, spent most of my childhood interacting with preachers, and I'm going to say something that might be controversial to some of you, but did you know that for a preacher to be more effective than another preacher really does not have a whole lot to do with his level of faith? Sometimes we think, well, if that preacher just had more faith, then he would see more miracles. And if that preacher just had more faith, then there would be more happening in his ministry. The only real difference between a preacher who sees more of the miraculous in his ministry and another is not his faith level so much as it is his ability to draw others into agreement with his level of faith. The only difference between a sermon that is preached where something happens and a sermon that is preached where nothing happens 
is the preacher's ability. Remember, God chose the foolishness of preaching. It's the preacher's ability to draw you into agreement with the word of God. Because the I'm going to preach this for just a moment because the word of God is already anointed. God's word doesn't need me to add my anointing to it because it's already anointed. When I read the word of God, it has nothing to do with me because the word is already quick. It's already powerful. It's already sharp. It can already divide. It can already cut away. And so the only difference is the ability to draw you into that agreement. And I just wonder if there's anybody here awake enough tonight to say, Preacher, I agree with the word of God. I don't even have to know what it says yet. All I know is if the book says it, I agree. Is there anybody with that kind of faith tonight? You don't even have to wait for me to read the word. All you've got to know is if it's in the book, preacher, all you've got to do is read it to me, and I know it shall be done. Whatever's loosed on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. Okay, we're about 50%, but we need to get up there a little bit higher because if we could agree, there is nothing that would be impossible in this building. If we could come together in unity, there is nothing that God would not do in our midst. I wonder if I'm preaching to somebody who came with a need tonight. It's time for you to get up from where you're sitting and say, Preacher, I agree that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. Agree, agree, agree. It's simply about us being able as finite humans with our own limitations and our own fears and our own giants that we're facing. Giants can obstruct our view. We're trying to go to Canaan. We're trying to go to the promised land. But oftentimes there are the sons of Anath. There's the six-fingered giants. And all we can see is their fingers and their height and their swords and their shields. And it's hard to see a land flowing with milk and honey when all you can see is giants standing in your way. But I want you to know God said you're going to take the land. And if God said you're going to take it, it doesn't doesn't matter how many giants are standing between you and the promise. You've got to agree with God. You've got to agree with the man of God. Is there any Joshua's here tonight? Is there a Caleb that would stand up and say, Preacher, I agree. We're going to take the promise. Preacher, we're going to the land flowing with milk and honey. Preacher, if God said it, it's going to happen. It shall be done. Come on, somebody just say it with your mouth. It shall be done. It's going to happen. I know. I know it's hard to see it because there are so many things standing in your way. Jesus was talking about this level of faith that can literally align your frailty with heaven's power. It is literally a faith that can say, I know what's happening here on earth does not match what's happening in heaven. I know it seems like the will of God is not being accomplished on earth like it's being accomplished in heaven. But I I know a God who can accomplish his will right here on Terra Boulevard in Jonesboro, Georgia. If somebody would just agree and say, God, I know that you're able. I know that you're able. Did you know there is a difference between agreement and understanding? 
You can agree without understanding. You know, and I, I'm one of these preachers. I've said this from behind this desk many times that it's good to have understanding. You should study to show yourself approved. You should seek understanding of the word of God. It's good to search after wisdom. It's good to search after knowledge. But you can get to the place where a desire for understanding actually becomes a cop-out. And really what it is is just an excuse to doubt until God reveals his plan to you. But many times God will not reveal his plan to you until you show him that you will have faith on this earth even though you can't understand why things are happening this way on this earth. We want heaven to be here right now. But heaven is not going to be here right now. But what happens in heaven can happen here if we will simply agree with what heaven is trying to do. And so we, we look at the questions and, we, and we're looking for understanding. And oftentimes we require from God an answer before we will give him our faith. But God requires our faith many times before he gives us the answer. And that's where we get it backwards. And that's why we don't see the miracle. Because we're looking for understanding when what we should be seeking after is a greater level of faith. I'll tell you how we put faith in the things of this world. Sometimes even more than we put in the things of God in our daily life. And we don't even realize we're doing it. Have you ever been on the computer, any Apple users, iPhone users, and you get one of those lengthy, lengthy, lengthy contracts, a license and a user agreement, and it's 300 pages long, and then it gives you the option for most of us who don't want to read 30,000 pages of things we don't understand, and we click to the very end, and we push the little button that says, I agree. And we may have just sold our organs. Some of y'all are organ donors and you don't even know it. Because we agree to things in the natural all of the time without understanding. Be honest. Have you ever signed a credit card statement or a bank loan? Have you ever been in some kind of legal contract or work contract where... You, you sort of had an understanding. Maybe you just had a vague idea. But in reality, you know that you did not read all 300 pages of that agreement. In the end, you have no idea what you actually signed. You signed something by faith without understanding. You might have had a vague understanding, but you didn't have a full understanding. You just trusted this is going to work the way they told me it's going to work. This is going to happen the way the person told me it's going to happen. And I don't want to spend all of my time wading through all of these details. So I'm just going to click agreed and move on with my life and go to McDonald's. And yet... We come to the house of God and we will not say, Lord, I'm trusting you for a miracle.
miracle right now. Instead, we come to the house of God and we say, Lord, until you bless me, I'm not going to worship. Lord, until you show me the answer, I'm not going to believe. I'm preaching to a Thomas tonight who says, I don't even think he resurrected yet until I can touch the nail scars in his hand. But I can hear the voice of Jesus saying, blessed is he who has never seen and never touched and yet he believes there's something about agreement you can agree with God without understanding God you can agree with the word of God without fully understanding the word of God. You can hear it and faith can be stirred in your heart. That's what's happening to somebody right now. Faith begins to build in your spirit. And as I'm preaching this very moment for some of you, God is trying to draw you to the simple place where you will simply cry out with your voice and say, Lord, I agree with what your word says. I'm surrendered to what your word says. It begins with human agreement and and so what we see tonight is that we begin by agreeing with one another perhaps you begin by agreeing with a song that was sang tonight even if you didn't like the style perhaps you agreed with the words that said Lord I believe in you but it maybe it began with a prayer that was prayed in this pulpit over the sick and you said yes I agree with that prayer perhaps it began as I read my text tonight and you said I agree with the word of God perhaps you've heard something already that you don't agree with in your spirit something in your flesh pushes against that level of agreement Perhaps if a preacher were to say, God could fill this building up tomorrow, many of you in your spirit would say, I don't believe that could happen. I could preach to some of you that God could raise someone from the dead tomorrow in this building. And somewhere in your spirit, even though you would want to agree, there are many of you here, I can feel the pushback because I know where to go. There are many of you here that in your spirit would say, you know, I'm not sure if I agree with that. And yet the Bible is replete with instances where God raised people from the dead. We've even seen it in modern Pentecost where God raised people from the dead. But there are certain areas where it is hard for us to come into agreement with what God is trying to do. It's that way in our own lives. It's easy to have faith for someone else's miracle until it's your turn for a miracle. And then when the preacher starts saying that no cancer is too big for God, suddenly your cancer seems too big for God. It wasn't too big for your neighbor, but it seems too big for you. If I could get somebody with a physical ailment in this building right now to agree with me, God, and the Bible and say, Lord, I agree you're a miracle worker. Lord, I agree you're a healer. Lord, I agree that you're all powerful. Lord, I know you're here. Lord, I know you're able, not just tomorrow, but right now. 
I'm preaching to a Mary. I'm preaching to a Martha who had faith for the future and they had faith for the past. They believed Jesus had done it. They believed he would do it, but it wasn't good for right now. But I want somebody to know tonight you're waiting on a miracle and what you ought to be doing is claiming a miracle. You're thanking God for past miracles. What you ought to be doing is claiming a right now miracle. If I could get you to agree that if two or three are gathered together in his name, He's there. He's moving. He's touching. He's healing. He's blessing. He's saving. He's delivering. We come into agreement with one another. That's human agreement. And God honors human agreement. In fact, God even honors wicked human agreement to a certain extent. There is power when humans unite for evil. If you don't believe that, just go to a country that's run by a dictator And has an army that just does whatever it wants to do. When evil unites, it's very powerful. And yet it is no match for when the people of God unite in the power of the Holy Ghost. I said it is no match for when the people of God unite under the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why, that's why I talked to my friend the other day who was in a communist country. And when they came in to kill everyone in the underground church service, all of their guns jammed at the same time when they fired on the crowd of worshipers because God is bigger than communism. God is bigger than hatred. God is bigger than every attack of the enemy. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Somebody needs to get this in your spirit. No weapon formed against you will prosper God is bigger God is bigger God is bigger God is bigger I feel faith rising I feel faith rising it's all about your agreement it's all about your agreement stop waiting for me to preach better and just get an agreement on your lips get an agreement in your spirit the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 1 20 for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him a man unto the glory of God by us Meaning the yes to all of God's promises are found in Jesus. Let me say that again. The yes to all of God's promises are found in Jesus. The fulfillment to everything you need in life is found in Jesus. You will not find a yes. You will not find joy. You will not find peace. You will not find deliverance. You will not find the answer in anything outside of Jesus. Because in him all the promises of God are yea and in him amen. And that's why we say amen. So be it. When you say amen, you're saying yes, preacher. When you say amen, you're saying I agree, preacher. You wonder why preachers want you to say amen? It's not just because they want you to open up your mouth and say something. They want you to agree. And I don't care if you say amen, yes, so be it, or I agree. Just open up your mouth and agree with what the Lord is trying to speak into your heart you know I, I see here's the problem we have in, in, in the UPC we, we, we push back as we should against the name it claim it blab it grab it crowd you know what I'm talking about we, we push back because there's so much false doctrine connected to the idea that well you know you can speak a million dollars listen if I could speak a million dollars I'd be speaking millions of dollars every day And so would they. They wouldn't be begging for money on TV. They wouldn't be trying to get everybody's social security check. Hello. 
They wouldn't be trying to get them to cast their retirement fund out to support their ministry and buy the snake oil that they can anoint. All right? Everybody okay? See, some of y'all are watching too much TV preachers. You need to stop it. I'm trying to help you. And so we push back against this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. And so what happens is when there's a true biblical principle that you need to open up your mouth and claim something, we're uncomfortable because we associate that with false doctrine. But I want you to know there is a power that comes when you open up your mouth and bind things on earth. There is a power that comes when you open up your mouth and loose some things. And some of y'all have some demons attacking your family. And you need to open up your mouth and bind them in the name of Jesus. And when you bind them in the name of Jesus, God is going to bind them in heaven and on earth. There are some people here tonight who need to loose some things into the lives of your children. You need to open up your mouth and stop sitting there quietly. And you need to call on the name of Jesus. Somebody who's walking around the walls of Jericho needs to open up your mouth and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Somebody needs to learn the power of shouting before the walls ever come down. You're waiting on the miracle to shout. You need to open up your mouth and shout right now. Because when you shout, you're agreeing with God. You are saying to God, Lord, you told me you're going to bring these walls down. And I believe you're going to do it. So hallelujah. Lord, you told me you were going to heal cancer. And so I'm going to claim it. Hallelujah, Lord, you told me you're a healer, and I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to open up my mouth before I ever see the miracle come, and I'm going to shout, Hallelujah, voicing agreement. There's a power that comes when we open our mouths. There's a power that comes when we agree with one another. There's a reason that God required a whole army to march around the walls because God was looking for human agreement because human agreement builds our faith. That's why people gather together in crowds because crowds cause them to morph into a mentality of whatever is the prevailing thought and feeling there. That's why you need to be careful what kind of crowd you incorporate yourself with because you can find... Oh my God, you can find yourself in agreement with things in a crowd that you would not agree to by yourself. I'm preaching to somebody because you are going to worldly crowds and you are doing things you should not be doing and agreeing with things with your mouth that you would not agree to if you were by yourself and so when we come to the house of God there ought to be a prevailing feeling that God is able that God is worthy that God is holy that God is awesome that God is moving and if you will surrender to it you will feel your faith rise and you may have come in with a no on your lips but your no can turn into a yes if you will agree with what is happening with what is flowing and what is moving in the house of God and Jesus Jesus is the name that we center ourselves around it's the name that we agree it's the name that we agree with Everything the name stands for, everything the name means, we agree with Jesus. 
And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Look at your neighbor and say, I agree. That word agree, most of the times in the King James, it means it comes from the word that we often use for symphony. We don't probably listen to symphony music as much as people used to, but if you ever watch a symphony, you see that it's all kinds of instruments working together at the same time in a unified purpose to achieve a unified sound. And it can be beauty that is unmatched when an instrument is by itself. When you bring all of them together, playing the same thing in the same rhythm, in the same time, in the same tempo, it becomes something beautiful that is bigger than one instrument could ever be. And so when the church unites its voice together in an agreement, we become something together that we could never be by ourselves when your instrument is lifted with your instrument and your voice is lifted with their voice and your hands are lifted with their hands we become a symphony in the kingdom of God a symphony that scares hell we become a sound that makes hell tremble hell has its own sound but the church has a sound it's the sound of the praises of God being lifted up towards heaven it's the sound of chains falling to the ground it's the sound of people who used to be sinners who are now saved by grace who just can't be quiet who just won't sit down who just won't be still because God has done too much for you to just come and leave your instrument on the floor I gotta put my instrument together I've gotta use my instrument to shout whatever I've gotta do to remind hell that we have authority on earth and in heaven so we're all in the same key, in the same harmony, building to a beautiful conclusion. Second Corinthians 6.14, I'm almost done. I'm going to read a few scriptures here. Don't go to sleep on me. But we're talking about agreement. Paul said this, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them he is in the New Testament right now. Go ahead, look at him. <coughs> Some of y'all think that's Old Testament, but I'm in the New Testament right now. And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these precious promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness. In the fear of God. All of this is in the context of agreement. How can you be married to someone? How can you choose 
to be married to someone who is not in agreement with the word of God? How could you go into business with someone who is not in agreement with the word of God? How could you be primarily influenced by someone who is not in agreement with the basics of the word of God? How could you walk in agreement with entertainment that is absolutely contrary to the word of God? How could you watch things and laugh at things and think about things that are absolutely in disagreement with the word of God? Some of y'all got real quiet. You better fake your praise so I don't know I'm preaching to you. I want somebody to know there is some music that you should not be listening to because it is not in agreement with the word of God. And how can Christ have any concord with the devil? How can you have any agreement with what Rihanna has to say? How can you have any agreement with what Maroon 5 has to say? That's what I'm trying to understand. How can some of you listen to what you're listening to and say, I'm in agreement with the word of God? You cannot do it. And that's why you can't worship. And that's why you can't feel God. And that's why you're not seeing miracles. You better get back in agreement with God on more than just Sunday night and Sunday morning. You better be in agreement on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. So that God can move in your life on Sunday as well. What agreement. How can everything I do be wrapped up in idolatry? How can everything I do be longing for the world and yet still call myself a part of Christ? Did you know that your holiness is your agreement with God? Ladies, did you know your uncut hair is in agreement with the word of God? That's why you have power with angels when you pray because you are saying with your lifestyle, Lord, I agree with your word and angels will move when you open up your mouth your modesty sir is a part of your agreement with God and when you say I am not going to be like the pagan I'm not going to dress like a pagan I'm not going to talk like a pagan I'm not going to act like a pagan you are saying with your lifestyle Lord I agree with your word you want a miracle you better start letting your body agree with the word of God because your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost you better Treat it like a temple. You better dress it like a temple. You better talk about it like a temple. You better put in it what would be in a temple. Because why would the unclean touch the clean? where there's things I don't put in my body or on my body because I'm in agreement with the word of God. Brother French, why don't you drink that? Because my body's a temple and I'm in agreement with the word of God. Brother French, why don't you watch that? Because my body is a temple. My eyes are a temple. My mind is a part of the temple. And I agree with the word of God. Brother French, why don't you read those things? I'll tell you why. Because my body is a temple. My mind is a temple. And I am not going to put pagan things in my mind. Because I am in agreement with the word of God. And when your body is in agreement and your mind is in agreement, all of a sudden you can bind some things on earth and they'll be bound in heaven. You can loose some things on earth and they'll be loosed in heaven. You want to know why you can't bind demons? Because you're not walking in agreement with the Lord. You want to know why you can't loose things? You're not walking in agreement with the Lord. It's time to get your body. It's time to get your mind back in agreement 
with the word of the Lord. So how do we overcome the world? How many want to be an overcomer? Everybody wants to be an overcomer. Kind of like blessings. Everybody wants a blessing. Woo! Until we start hearing what it takes. Everybody wants patience. We all know not to pray for patience, right? Everybody's got that memo? Don't pray for patience. Who is he that overcometh the world? 1 John 5, 5. Musicians, come and get ready. Don't play. Just come and get ready. Who is he that overcometh the world? He answers his own question. He says, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So if you want to overcome the world, it starts with agreement. What is faith really? Really preaching about faith. You know, it's, it's sometimes hard to define faith. If, if I went around this room and I said, tell me what faith is, tell me what faith is, tell me what faith is, I would get several different answers because we, we define faith differently without meaning to. And we could say belief and belief is good, that's true. But faith, when it comes to the things of God, is agreement with the word of God. Faith is really saying, I agree with what the word says, even though I can't see what the word says. I believe that Jesus is here, even though I can't see him, because the word says he's here. I believe that miracles are possible, even though I haven't seen a miracle today, but the word says that miracles are possible. And so I believe that miracles are possible. I believe that someone could be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight, speaking in other tongues, not because I've seen it happen yet today, but because the word tells me that it can and will happen. Verse 6, this is he that came by water and blood. Even Jesus Christ, not by water only, not just by baptism, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit, everyone said the spirit, that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one, and there are three that bear witness in earth. Listen, you need to hear this. The spirit and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. Corey agreed in the water today when he went down in baptism, and the blood of Jesus was applied to his life. I'm going to tell you what's about to happen in his life. The Spirit is about to agree and fill him with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues because the Spirit bears witness. Somebody ought to stand with me. The Spirit bears witness on earth. You know, I, I don't know how people live without the Holy Ghost because it's the moving of the Spirit that is a witness to us that God is able and that God is moving. Every time I lift up my hands and the Holy Ghost flows, it's a witness in my soul 
that I can agree with the word of God because if God can fill me with the Holy Ghost and cause me to speak in other tongues that I've never learned, then God can heal your body. God can make a way where there seems to be no way. If God can touch my mind with his spirit when I'm feeling down and low and depressed, then the joy of the Lord can be my strength, just like the word says. And so let me ask you, is there anybody to agree with me tonight? That God is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. I just need you to say, I agree. Does anybody agree with me tonight that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above? I just need you to say, I agree. Is there anybody that believes that God is still wanting to send revival in the last days? I just need you to say, I agree. Is there anybody believe that believes that God can bless your finances? I said, is there anybody here that agrees that God can bless your finances? Is there anybody here that agrees that God can move in the darkest place of your life? Is there anybody that agrees that God can absolutely do the impossible? Now wait, 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 wait. You're fine, not you. What is it that's impossible in your mind? Put it there. What is it that's impossible? Hey, Mary. Hey, Martha. What's impossible? I know Lazarus. He stinks right now. He's in the grave. He's dead. You've already wrapped him up. What is it? What is it in your life? What is it? What is it? You've got something. It's impossible to you. you, you it's hard for you to admit it, but you have faith. When they said they agree, you were like, oh, yeah, they're going to get it. When you have to put it in your mind, what's impossible for you? That's the very thing I want you to bring to the altar tonight. Whatever that was, if you found it, I want you to bring it to the altar right now. Come on, Mary. Come on, Martha. Just bring it to the altar. 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 I don't, I don't want you to come and repent. I don't want you to come kneel down and cry. I want you to bring it with faith. And I want you to pray with authority. I want you to say, Lord, loose it in my life. Come on. I want you to pray in Jesus' name. Lord, bind it right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, whatever it is, start loosing some things. Start binding some things. Start doing it in the name of Jesus. Come on, take authority. Take authority. Take authority. Do you agree? Is God able? Come into agreement with Him. Come on, let your faith rise. Let your faith rise. Be it unto thee according to thy faith. Be it unto thee according to thy word. Come on, open up your mouth, open up your mouth, open up your mouth. If there's a darkness encroaching on your home, I want you, I want you to bind it by name. I want you to call it by name. Fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Fear, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Darkness, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Victory has a name that's it, that's and it. it's Jesus. Oh, the word 
this word to your life right now come on this is a powerful word I agree I agree brother Ryan I agree pastor <laughs> come on just for another moment something powerful I don't want to be in too big a hurry something is happening right now I agree oh man it is so God I apply this to my heart I apply this to my mind God I don't want to see another miracle pass me by I don't just want to see it happen for my neighbor. I'm happy for my neighbor, but God, I want to apply it to my life. I want to see it happen in my home and in my family. I wonder if it's appropriate if you could just link up with somebody next to you. And in dismissal, we're going to pray together tonight. Go find somebody. Families, maybe find your family. or Pray with somebody that's next to you. Come on, go link up with somebody right now. We're going to end this service in agreement and say we're going to leave this place in unity. Come on, I'm speaking in Jesus' name. We're going to leave this place in unity. We can't have revival if we don't agree. Come on, I said we can't have revival if we don't agree. Come on, just begin to pray for them. Come on, I need somebody to pray with your voice right now. I need somebody to pray. Speak into their life right now. Speak out loud. Speak out loud. Speak out loud. Come on, I agree, sister. I agree, brother. You're my brother. You're my sister. Take me by the hand. We're going to get through this together. We're going to walk through this together. Come on, something's happening right now. Something's moving right now. It's a spirit of agreement. It's a spirit of unity. The Bible says 
that in the upper room they were all in one accord. We need to get back to that upper room and all of us need to be in one accord. When we're in one accord, nothing can stop us. When we're in agreement, nothing can stop us. I need you. I can't make it without you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for unity. God, I come against any division in this church. I come against any division between our brothers and our sisters. But God, I pray that we would link up. I pray that we would agree. I pray that we would walk with this dream and have the greatest revival that we've ever seen. I pray we'd see more people baptized in Jesus' name. Why don't we begin to thank God for the four that were baptized in Jesus' name this morning. I agree that something powerful is happening. right now and pray with me Lord in Jesus name we're so thankful for what you've done in this place today Lord I want to thank you for the four that were baptized in the name that's above every name this morning the name of Jesus Christ God I pray Lord that this year 2018 was a record year God but I pray that we would continue into 2019 with revival at the very forefront of our mind God, I pray that every plan, I pray that every goal, I pray that every decision would have to be looked past with revival. I pray that every decision we make, that revival is in front of it. And every goal that we make, that revival is in front of it, God. I pray that we would be kingdom-minded. I pray that we would be family-minded minded, that we would be church minded, that we would think about our brother. I pray that we would think about our sister. God, I pray, Lord, that this year would be the greatest year of compassion that we have ever experienced. I believe that this year could be the greatest year of compassion that apostolic has ever seen. I pray that you would help us to reach out into our communities, help us to reach out to one another, help us to reach out to the world and reach into the church and reach up to you, God. And we know that if we're in this posture, that all things are possible. And everybody said, I agree. Come on, can you shout it? I agree. Turn to somebody, hug their neck, shake their hand, and go tell them that it's going to be the best year they've ever had in their life in Jesus' name. I think it'd be a great night to go encourage somebody. I think it'd be good to go tell somebody you love them. Maybe you haven't told somebody you love them in a while. And just go tell them how much they mean to you. You don't know how much that means to them. You don't know what they're going through. Don't run out of here too fast tonight. Go love on somebody. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. I love you. And I agree it's going to be the greatest year we've ever had in Jesus' name.